everyone, and welcome to The Wrap, brought to you by Michigan Medicine Headlines. I'm Dan Elman with the Department of Communication. While I'm flying solo as the only host for today's episode, you can be sure to go back and check out a bunch of previous episodes of The Wrap, featuring any of the co-hosts we've had this year. You can find the shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcast hosting platform. New episodes debut weekly and can also be found on the Michigan Medicine YouTube channel and as part of the headlines we can review. All right, today we're going to focus on the Vital Voices Faculty and Staff Engagement Survey, which is underway now and runs through March 25th. To do that, let's bring in three members of the survey team. First, can the three of you introduce yourselves and quickly explain the roles you play in the survey here at Michigan Medicine? Sure, I can go first. Uh, uh, Daniel, my name is Paul Sturgis. I am the uh, Senior Director of HR Strategy and Organizational Effectiveness. Uh, And certainly we are in Human Resources, a proud sponsor of the engagement survey uh, and have been for a number of years. Great, I can go next. Uh, Alex Nosnik from the Office of Faculty Affairs. I'm the Faculty Compensation Analytics Lead and I manage the Faculty Engagement Survey. Great to be here. All right, and I am Megan D. Kappa from the Michigan Medicine Analytics and Insights Group, which is a part of the Office of Patient Experience. All right, thank you. Now, Paul, let's start with you. Obviously, we've been challenged by the pandemic here at Michigan Medicine for the past two years now. Do you anticipate any impact the pandemic will have on this year's survey? It's a good question, Daniel. Uh, Thanks. You know, we've all experienced significant challenges over the last two years. And I think there are very few of us who have not personally dealt with at least increased stress. In some cases, it's been uncertainty. And in some cases, even feelings of hopelessness. I mean, it's, it's not uncommon. One of the things that we truly believe in is that there are just as many individuals who have experienced hope and, and experienced camaraderie at a level that they never have experienced before. So in order to have uh, an opportunity for us to get a sense for where everyone is, we believe that the survey will provide us with that clearer understanding, especially in year two of the pandemic. Uh, it's not unlike having our temperature checked and we're all very used to that right now. Uh, the survey is going to provide us really with a good indicator of how and where we need to support our faculty and our staff. So it's really important that we all participate in order to provide that indicator. Yeah. Now, who is eligible to participate in the survey? So I'll, I'll get us started on the, on the staff side for eligibility. So all full and part-time staff that were hired on or before January 12, 2002, are eligible to take the survey. Um, This includes house officers, postdoctoral and research fellows, but it does not include um, medical students, graduate students, temporary employees or volunteers. Uh, The faculty side, it's it's the same uh, in terms of the cutoff date of January 12th. But I also wanted to note that thanks to some great feedback uh, during last year's engagement survey, we are also including faculty who have 100% of their effort at the VA and all of our great faculty who have 100% of their effort at at the Life Sciences Institute or LSI. So we're trying to be even more inclusive this this year. That's excellent. All right. So now if if it's your first time taking the survey, what what should you know about it and, and sort of the process that you'll undergo over the next two weeks? Yeah, so a few key things that are important to know um, about the surveys is you will need a password to uh, get into the survey. So following any uh, link that can be found in a Prescani email, the email coming directly from Prescani is called Michigan Medicine Engagement Survey. So you'll look for that in your inbox. 
it may have gone to your unfocused inbox folder. So please look for it there if you can't find it right away. Um, but once you take that link or follow that link, you'll have to enter a password to get into whichever survey you are eligible for. So that will be your U of M ID plus the last two digits of your birth year for the staff survey. For the faculty survey, it's very similar, but it's the UMID plus the full four-digit birth year. Um, in addition to that, uh, I want to remind everyone that the responses to both surveys are completely confidential. No identifying information is ever given back to Michigan Medicine, so we will never see um, what people put on the survey or who even took the survey. So all of that is kept um, completely confidential from us. Um, no reporting is ever done on, on groups that have less than five responses. So that is another way that we help protect the anonymity of the folks responding. And um, although the, the survey does cover um, a lot of topics and each survey does have a lot of questions on it, um, we expect that they will each only take about 10 or 15 minutes to complete. Excellent. Now, I know you already mentioned sort of how you can access it through your email, but are there other ways to access the survey if you're not typically on your work email or, or other things like that? Yeah, so uh, any link that uh, you find, whether it's in a headline story or shared <clears throat> with your department leaders, will lead you to the, to the correct landing page, and then you'll be routed to the correct survey through the password that Megan was just talking about. There's also QR codes that you might see on posters or other announcements that you can access as you normally would. The links are also available on the employee engagement website. So you, you can find the link in any number of places and or the email that, that was sent to you, but you will, you will need to enter that password that Megan was talking about and it'll take you to the correct survey. So if things aren't going smoothly for you or if you have questions while you're taking the survey, who can somebody reach out to? So you always can, for general questions, you always can reach out to your manager or if your department has designated a culture coach. Um, they both are, are really great resources um, as is the engagement website. So um, going to those sources will um, prove helpful, of course. Um, but for technical issues, we recommend you contact Press Ganey directly through their help desk. And um, the email address for that is hdesk at pressganey.com. And of course, for the, um, on the staff side, you can contact me. On the faculty side, you can always contact Alex as well with any questions. Now, this is a question I think a lot of people want to know. Um, when the survey is done, what happens next, right? Like, how does the organization use the responses uh, to make change? So maybe, Paul, you can, you can start with this and sort of, you know, and I think it's the overarching question of why should I take this survey, right? What will my voice lead to in the future? Absolutely, Daniel. And, and that's the key question here. So it, it's not really just enough to take the survey. There should be some action that results from it or else why else should we go through the effort? So uh, it's important for people to understand that it's really a two-part process. The first part is that we get the viewpoints uh, of everyone, of the staff and faculty and sharing uh, their perspective. Then the 
other piece of that is actually engaging in a dialogue with leadership with respect to the results. Now, these results will be turned around for us and provided sometimes in, in mid-May is when we anticipate receiving them back. At that point, uh, leaders will receive the results and then engage in a dialogue with their teams, talking about the uh, things that they've learned as a result of receiving this information back uh, from the survey. And then the other critical piece to that is, so what? What comes next? Really, it is the platform that the data will provide for individuals to talk about changing and improving the work environment. Uh, and so what we will be doing is really uh, requesting that leadership work, they work with their teams and faculty work with individuals in order to create their action plan in order to improve the areas that they experience. And that's really the key for doing this type of survey. It's not just getting a temperature, so to speak. It's also changing things. So it is a vehicle for change. Yeah, I think that's sort of the point, right, is it's it's changing things so that the next survey is better, right, that the results are better and that the organization, and it's not just that the survey is better, but that the organization is better serving the faculty and staff that are here. That's the focus. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much to the three of you for sharing this important information. I hope everyone listening and watching will take just a few minutes out of their day to fill out the survey before it ends on March 25th. All right, now it's time for the lightning round where we ask our guests four quick fire questions. Now, Megan and Paul, you've already been part of the lightning round before. So, Alex, it's now going to be your turn on the hot seat. Are you ready to go? Yeah, of course. All right. March Madness starts this weekend. Are you into sports? And if so, what's your favorite one to watch or play? I'm more of a football fan, but I'm always happy to, to watch college sports. and always going to root for the Wolverines. So hopefully. We'll Absolutely. Go blue. Go blue. <laughs> All right. Outside of sports, what's your favorite hobby when you're done with work for the day? I love to cook. I have worked as a professional chef, so I'm always I'm always looking to hone uh, different recipes or exploring the world through food. What is your favorite thing to cook? This is fascinating. <laughs> so, yeah, we could do a whole podcast. On yeah, absolutely. To, to eat and, <laughs> and cook. But yeah, I my father's Mexican, so I grew up eating Mexican food and I love cooking Mexican food. Mexico has a way more complicated uh, cuisine than I think a lot of people uh, know or understand. And so they have this whole uh, culture of these sauces, these moles um, that are just delicious and they are quite regional. So there are many different kinds of mole and I, they're very complicated. Some of them have upwards of a hundred ingredients and I love, I love experimenting with those. That's amazing. All right. Now, finally, it's recognition month. Who would you say has been your mentor mentor or role model as you progress through your career at Michigan Medicine? And oh, you don't have to I, say me. Oh, I won't. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I and I, yeah, not uh, not trying to curry favor, but my boss is an incredible leader, uh, Paul Salo. He's a great mentor. I came to the organization. Uh, I'm a proud alum of University of Michigan, but I'd never worked here. And so I, he took a chance on me, gave me a job at this very complex place working on a lot of complex projects and he's just been so generous and, and bringing me into conversations and giving me all the tools and, and all the support I need to succeed. So I really, yeah, big thank you to him and to everyone I've worked with. It's just such an amazing community. So uh, yeah, that would, that would be my answer. Paul Saylor for the win. Outstanding. Well, thank you so much, Alex, for answering these questions and for giving us information on the engagement survey. If you want to learn even more about the survey, go to mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. And while you're there, you can check out other featured stories from this past week, including a celebration of Giving Blue Day and a closer look at Patient Safety Awareness Week, 
which is taking place across the organization over these few days. Find all that and more at mmheadlines.org. All right, it's time for the weekly trivia contest. Last week, we asked the listeners, how many RDNs are there across the organization? The answer is about 100. And congratulations to Cassie McNulty, who sent in the correct answer. Now for this week's question. What day was Giving Blue Day held at the University of Michigan? Once again, what day was Giving Blue Day held at the University of Michigan? Once you know the answer, send it to headlines at med.umich.edu for the chance to win a prize. That's all the time we have for this week. Thank you so much, Alex, Megan, and Paul for joining us. And thanks, as always, to all of our listeners and viewers for everything you do for patients, families, and each other. We'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.